Yo, this your boy Kid Inky. You now tuned in to the Biz with D.
What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Busy D right here, right now, on my sister Wayne's radio. With you and only rocks on the mic, David Wayne. What's going on with y'all? Happy Wednesday. Yes, yes, yes. Five days before 22 on 20. That is 24. What is it? It's the 22nd today. <laughs> anyway, hopefully you guys have a great week so far. Everything is good over here. Minus the Facebook messages that only y'all are able to. Contrary to belief, I am actually pretty blessed right now. Anyway, guys, we're gonna have a phenomenal show because tonight we have Jordan Bratton on. We got, oh my goodness, we have, woo, Fart. We've got Charles Perry. We've got Alex and Trey. I mean, it's just gonna be a dope show. And if you guys aren't familiar with those artists, you're gonna get familiar tonight because there's just great artists on the things right now. Um, you know, great fan bases, and you know, shout out to them for even wanting to come on the show and talk with us. You know, because you know, ain't nobody got a stupid little me, but the fact that they did is just so dope. So, yeah, we're such a great good have them on tonight. And yes, we're gonna have entertainment news and everything else, but I know that you guys saw Loving It Pop Atlanta season four premiere. I know everybody was like, hey, David. Where was your girl, Kalina and Tony and I was only your boy Tony. They will be on. You just gotta stay put, guys. It's gonna be a great season. Um, whoa! But can I say how I was surprised that Mimi started working with, or is going to be working with Stevie again? Like, I mean, well, not again, but is going to. Like, this is what's going down here. I'm shocked because. You know, I thought things were just you know sad between them, but you know, some things aren't always going to be sour. So that's good, you know, that they're going to you know do business together, get money, you know, and provide for their daughter. I mean, what's the point of you know holding such hostility towards one another and just you know, I don't, I don't see the purpose of that. Um, Things are just going to be very interesting on the season, so you guys definitely have to keep it tuned in. Because, um, yes, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a great <laughs> And not just from what I know, but from what is being shown to the previews. So, yes, guys, keep it locked right here on my first one. Right here to visit. We're going to get into anything in just a bit, but we want to get into some more music, and I'll be just right back. Money three ways, fucking bitches three ways, seven different formats, plus she's no oblate, but I make that bitch walk with some cheesecake. Yeah, I'm 
I'm the coldest nigga I see. Looking in the mirror like I wish I can be me. She too into me, I'm more into money. My hobbies are body, that pussy's my lobby. I'ma eat it, I'ma eat it. I don't lie, I'm a dick too conceited. I told her she my wife for the weekend. But don't be acting like I need you, cause we poppin' like. Chain shine brighter than a strobe light. I'm tryna fuck Coco, this don't concern ice. If I mow the bone, she gon' mow the bike. A nigga ain't worried about nothing. Rehabilitation, just have me worried about fucking. Money decision making, only worried about stunning. She worried about me, her nigga worried about fucking. I wanna see her body, body. Then she said, get inside of me. I wanna feel you, baby. Just bring the animal. From a mile away, Valentine and that pussy, it's a holiday. Uh, you losing money, I win meals, Dr. J. She gon' follow my lead, Simon said. Paper, paper, I'm riding scrapers in California. Car smell like ammonia, we got that stank on us. Never been an outcast, that stank on you. From the ghetto, but my bitch like Apollonia. We in the hood, tatted like a Mexican. Car too fast, give a fuck about pedestrian. Uh, and my section, less niggas, more lesbians. Got your bitch, I'm that nigga. Yeah, we poppin' like...
I'm supposed to believe that they're asking you if you're home. I wasn't born yesterday. Yo. Not me. No. Can't get that over me. Can't get it over. Not me. No, not me. I love you, but I won't be a fool for you. Call me a fool. That is just something that I wouldn't do, babe. No, no. I mean, I would say if you could tell the truth. Be honest. But you can't. No matter how much time I ask. That's your bitch over there. Your bitch over there. Giving me the ugly shit. That's that, that's the that. one with the silicone that one right there. And the Brazilian hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't gonna respect me, no, 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 till I'm not there. I'm gone. Oh. See, I got you comfortable now, you ain't really scared. But I bet you start loving me. Even as I start loving someone else. Somebody better than you. I bet you start needing me. Soon as you see me with someone else. Somebody other than you. And I can find someone to do it too, baby You acting like you upgraded me I upgraded you You and me fashion we can parry I put you on to that new But you took advantage of you took advantage of you took advantage I cannot understand, I cannot understand, I cannot understand it I thought you'd always be there for me, yeah, yeah But if you ask me if I knew better now, hell yeah you can keep that bitch over there. Your bitch over there. Giving me the ugly shit. That's that, that's the that. one with the silicone ass. That one right there. And the Brazilian hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't gonna respect me. No, no, no. Soon I ain't there. I'm gone. Oh. See, I got you comfortable. Now you ain't really scared. But I bet you start loving me. I bet. Soon as I start loving someone else. Somebody better than you. Uh, I bet you start needing me. Soon as you see me with someone else. Somebody other than you. What's up, y'all? This is Mario, and right now you're tuned in. You're locked in to the biz with B. Y'all keep it locked right here, because we're spending all our Benjamins tonight. You know it. You can just call, call me Parker. Call me Parker. Grab the top, don't water down that drink. Take me down, girl, you know what I'm thinking. Because it's way past 12, girl, you know where it's at. Don't exist 
Thank you for tuning back into the biz with D on my first room radio with you one and only Rockstar and Mike David Dwayne. Right now, we got one half of the rising rap duo. We got Alex of Alex and Dre. What's going on, man? Hanging out, bro. Uh, just relaxing at home. Been on the road for a few weeks. Uh, it's chilling right now. I know that's right. I heard you guys been um, busy on the grind. Yeah, it's, it's part of the getting pushed into the deep end of the pool and uh, trying to swim. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I try to tell people you gotta you gotta go full surface when you get into that pool because once you get once you get wet, you gotta go. So um it's a pleasure to have you on with us today. It definitely is. Yeah, likewise. I, I really appreciate you guys having us on. Tell tell me how you um you got started uh with rapping before you know we talk about how you guys came together as a duo so well i'm from uh i'm from atlanta and and so atlanta has always been like the southern hip-hop capital to me i mean dre would argue that it's houston but if it's if it's one it's gonna it's, it's gonna be either houston or atlanta so we get into that argument all the time so i grew up in um the golden era of atlanta hip-hop with you know mm-hmm. Dungeon family outcast goody mob the Rockstar, The Rise of Ludacris and T.I. And, and all of those different uh, crews and, and, and individuals. And uh, man, just really fell in love with it as a, as a young dude. Um, I'm, uh, uh, I am uh, I don't have very many skills and I, had, I never really had 
uh, much aspiration other than you know I started I started doing music, um, uh, playing instruments and producing and, and working yeah. in studios when I was like 16. Um, and so I've just been I've been around it for so long. Uh, there's a lot of musicians in my family, and so uh, this is what I wanted to do. Um, I was able to, to work with some people on like engineering and production stuff. Uh, and eventually I just started doing my own songs and I met the owner of Collision Records. And uh, I had probably had, you know, two, three solo songs, like period at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent them in to him, you know, he was interested in me uh, and uh, he liked them and he signed me. He was like, you know, it's, it's a risk because obviously like, I ain't never made an album before. I've never really made that many songs. But he was like, you know, I like you and I think the music will get there. So that's, that's pretty much it, just being around it. And, and then uh, Collision Records, uh, the, the label that I'm signed to, just decided to kind of take a risk. And, uh, you know, uh, by grace, man, it just it has been working out really well for us. That's what's up. And uh, I like the fact that you mentioned um, your background of, you know, starting the industry by producing and stuff like that. Because being able to have that experience helps out a lot. You know, actually going to be able to put a project together you know, having that prior experience, I say, you know, people should maybe not producing, but just having some prior knowledge to before jumping full fledged as an artist. Because, you know, nowadays there are these artists that get into the business. They they don't know what I just said, the business. They don't know how to exactly do these certain things. So they're dependent on people to handle aspects where they should, you know, know the, logis- the basic logistics of it all. Yeah, man, I um. That, that affects everything, like the, the quality of music. Uh, Dre and I are both really particular about our production, our mixing. We have a really great A&R collision, uh, and so he, he allows us to give him our opinions, and he listens, and, and we work together, and that, that works out really well. I had a, a brief stint as a tour manager for some uh, really prominent artists uh, in the industry, mm-hmm. and so I, I understood the touring world and management and things like that, and so... Even though, um, and, and this is part of Southern Lights, the, the album actually came from, you know, I, I, Dre and I worked together to book this tour for ourselves last year. Um, and, and I was able to do that just because of, you know, having that background and, and just figuring out ways to diversify my abilities within the music industry because it is something that I want to be a part of, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's super important. It affects everything from touring to the, the quality of sound. Exactly. That's important. So now, um, when you guys, you know, uh, collaborate and work together as a duo, so like that, you kind of, you know, write your ideas. How um, how in depth um, is that process for you? Since it's two of you, not you know, you doing your solo thing as as you've done before. Um. So you mean how in depth is the, the writing and the concepting process? Yep. Um. Yeah. Like. It's really interesting because Dre and I have like a really cool chemistry where like I'll have an idea or he'll have an idea. And sometimes we just sit down and write and, and whatever comes is what ends up being on the record. So we try not to be super theme heavy, um, but we do know like it's really all about uh, for me right now, understanding who I'm trying to speak to. And I think uh, over the last year or so, me and Dre just touring together, dealing with each other day in and day out, like really started to understand who it is that we wanted to be speaking to, uh, what we wanted to say to them. Uh, and, and it was really easy to write songs at that point, just because, it, I mean, this is an album about Southern culture. And so when we sit down and write songs together, sometimes we're in the same room, sometimes we're not. Sometimes they'll say, hey, 
you know, our lead single uh, was Wake Up Music. Um, and he says, I'm going to start my verse off by saying, I woke up black in America. You should start your verse off by saying, I woke up white in America. And I was like, bet. I never heard his verse, you know, and I just wrote the song, went to the studio, recorded it. He went to the studio, recorded it because he lives, we, we, I, we don't live in the same state. Uh, right. So he was like, yeah, you know, uh, here's my verse, here's your verse. And, and they work together without us even being together, writing it. That's just kind of part of the unique chemistry that we do have. Is we're just really, uh, really on the same page as far as uh, content. Right. That's true. And it's good that you guys are able to make it work, not being in the same space. Because there's a lot of times, uh, and just in situations where groups, don't know how to make it work being in different situations. They got to get them all together. I mean, sometimes that's good. That's great because you want to have that genuine chemistry so that you're, it's, it, it's organic and it sounds organic. But I feel like if you can't work apart, you can't work together. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a, it's a little easier for us because it's there's just two of us. So there's not a whole lot of personalities to deal with. But then also, like, Jay's like my big brother, you know what I'm saying? So there's, there's just, like, this, like, I have a respect for him. He has a respect for me. Like, I know his family. He knows mine. Like, you know, we, we talk to each other. And, and we see each other in person on, on, on nearly a weekly basis. So even though we don't live in the same state, like, we, we still have a relationship that kind of, uh, I, you know, just from touring and, and doing the music together that's just grown really strong over the last uh i mean i've been i've been doing music with him for for three or four years now um so yeah man uh but i agree it, it has been difficult when i try to work with other uh group projects that are long distance right now you guys got this hot single that you just mentioned wake up music i love the vibe of the record you know tell everybody about that single who may not have heard it already yeah, man, I really appreciate that. Um, I, I, uh, that song is really uh, close to us. Like it's really important. So, Dre um, and I, like we have, we we just we have this. Uh, we we both have unique worldviews and experiences with regard to the race and the political climate uh, of the country right now because of you know high profile you know police brutality incidents and a lot of right. stuff like that and, it, and it's just really it's something that that's close to home for both of us my wife is black um he's from the the virgin islands and and, and grew up in south florida and dre's wife is actually white um mm. and so um he and i have both experienced life in very uh you know uncommon ways as far as uh you know the american experience goes and so he was like, you know, this is something that I feel like you and I uh, have an ability to speak about in a way that people haven't heard before. Not that it's completely unique, um, uh, but coming from, from our background and our circle, like a lot of people around us have been like, hey, you guys don't need to touch that. That's a hot button. You could, you know what I mean? Like there's controversy there, stay away from it. Uh, and so the song is basically about uh, systemic racism, police brutality, uh, just conservative uh, evangelical uh, politics and, and, and jargon and things like that and how, you know, uh, it, uh, the God has created everyone in his own image and, and everybody deserves a, a, a chance at justice. We live in, in, in a country where the justice system is supposed to be working for us, not working against us. And so both Dre and right. I come from underserved communities, uh, those communities being primarily black. Uh, and, and we just wanted to talk about it. So me, he can talk about, and, and this is this is another part of the, the unique ability is 
um, you know, Dre can talk about uh, black on black violence or other black issues, um, but those aren't those aren't my issues. I'm, I'm right. I don't live that life. I haven't experienced those problems. However, I'm around white people, and Dre and I do concerts, and ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the audience is going to be white. Um, because those are the those are the guys who are buying the concert tickets. Those are the guys who are buying the albums, mm-hmm. and those are the primary consumers of hip hop. So, right. um, so we're in front of them, and I just felt like, well, I'm white, so I, I can let me let me talk let me talk directly to white people. Uh, and so the song just ended up being very uh, cool and, and close close to home for both of us, and so we were really proud of it. And uh, the label was like, hey, it's a risk on some levels, but uh, mm-hmm. let's let's go for it. Right, it is, and I've got to say, it's good that the fact that it is, it is a risk um, that is being taken on because not a lot of people want to address, you know, these um, these issues that are going on in the world. I mean, it, it's crazy. Um, some people, you know, they go about their lives and they 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 don't address it. I think it's good that you guys addressed it in a way where it was like, mm, okay, well, they both addressed it, so let's not be so mm-hmm. afraid to address it. Yeah, and, and we had our label mate Swoop on the song as well who uh, directly addressed the, uh, the the policing problems that he was saying and just shared his thoughts on it, which which I feel like is fair, you know what I mean? Like, we're not above being wrong. We're not always right about everything, and we're cool with that. We're okay with... Um, we're not afraid of fear in those areas. And so for me, I'm like, let's at least start the conversation um, about these things. And so, you know, um, I just felt like the song just had a very... Uh, holistic approach. I didn't feel like it was one-sided. I, I definitely felt like there was three different perspectives being shared through the song, and, and it was more of like a hey, you know, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, we, we've been we we've gotten a lot of love and support and appreciation for the song, but at the same time, we we also have a lot of people taking a lot of things out of context uh, and saying, you know, X Y Z. You guys are divisive. You guys are, you know talking too much about race you guys hate the police you hate white people or you know you you're you're scapegoating uh, black issues and all these different kinds of things and so for me i'm just like like that's fine uh if you think that but i mean at least like you know value and respect differing opinions like let's talk about it the song is all about just opening the door to those types of thought processes because a lot of rappers, uh, especially in, in Dre and I circles, like stay away from these things. You know, with a ten foot pole, they wouldn't touch it because it is scary um, for a lot of people to talk about. Because you you can lose fans, um, you can lose support. Like people would quit booking you for these mm-hmm. kinds of things. And so it was like, well, you know, um, I, like I have a conviction that you know if this is what I think, then this is what I ought to put in my music. And so Dre and I both kind of landed there. And, and uh, I'm excited, man. I, I think the song is gonna is gonna go far, and, and hopefully it continues to, to 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 make people think more. Yeah, definitely. And I like the fact that uh, the project is coming out the day after my birthday. So we would definitely be able to hear, you know, the full thing. And I'm looking forward to hearing it because I know day after 27th, is 28th, it'd be like, up, oh, that'd be a birthday present to me. So I gotta say, I'm. <laughs> You know, looking forward to that. And it sounds like Dre. Uh, Dre, uh, jo- just joined us. There you go. What's going on, Dre? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. I was just saying um, to Alex, I'm glad the fact that the project comes out the day after my birthday. So I'm like, it's going to be a, a present to me. 
just being able to vibe out to you guys' music because you guys make, you know, good conceptual music that have a strong message that a lot of people need to hear um, versus hearing, you know, the the BS that people want to, you know, hear because they, they just want to hear it. I mean, let's, let's just be honest here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, with this, um, the project, just in case people who are listening and don't know it's about to come out, it's called Southern Lights overexposed um april 28th um let me ask you because you guys do have a record that's called overexposed now give me a little glimpse of what that record is gonna you know kind of sound like and you know what what what's the meaning behind that one because that sounds like a track that's definitely going to be like a mind so that's the that's the initial track um it starts everything off i mean it's been through a number of different phases i don't know if y'all talked about just the phases of what it took to get this project to completion um but this is um this is one that kind of started the last phase as as far as production wise um so the you know sean johnson uh sean johnson is a vocalist uh one of my one of my good friends um he kind of sets the tone uh vocally for what we're trying to communicate he wrote the, the, the chorus on this one um, there's a lot of you know references to um, you know similar to Wake Up which uh, most people have, have heard that are familiar with us uh, there's a lot of you know undertones that you know just everything that's going on here in the country right now but I think we also um, I, at least I, I, from, from my verse I just reflect back on um, you know, when I first became aware of certain things, um, you know, racially and, and what that means to, to me or meant to me at the time and, and means now, just fast forward and, you know, just to where I am now. Um, but as far as the, the overexposed, you know, we're, we're basically shining light in these dark places. So a lot of these issues, mm-hmm. I mean, that we're, we're talking about are very, very dark and very, very... Um, shocking like you know some of the videos that we're seeing of, of people being gunned down um you know are, are shocking and um you know as far as with our core audience of the people that you know have come up listening to our music or, or supporters of ours uh some of them you know i'm not gonna say that they don't find these things shocking but it's um they're still in the dark about a lot of these things. So we're kind of just shining a light on a lot of the things that um, are coming about now. And then we're also, you know, kind of shining a light on how this uh, started for us, um, you know, or where it began, the, the, us becoming aware of it. So we're basically trying to make those people aware the same way that we are, you know, coming aware of it. Because we all, you know, as, a, as, as being a youngster, uh, growing up, mm-hmm. dark skin, very dark skin. You know, I noticed a lot of racism within my own, or just you know, difference between me and, and someone that was you know shades lighter than I was. But yeah. I didn't really, I wasn't really aware aware of like racism from you know someone outside of my race until I got older. But I can just remember I started my verse talking about a message that my brother uh, gave me. Basically, you know he. It was harsh, but at the same time, there was some there was some truth in it, but it wasn't you know completely true. But he, you know, I started off saying he told me that my skin was my sin, 
and and basically just setting up that a lot of uh, at least some of the uh, things negatively that I would see growing up would be partly due to my skin color um, and just growing up and, and seeing everything that's going on now it's, it's kind of like I heard those words ringing, ringing in my ears um, and I you know basically had to talk about it so long answer but I mean the, the short of it is we, we're basically exposing these things that um, that a lot of people may not be aware of we're shining light on those things and uh, saying that we need to pay attention to these things you know, especially as a body of believers that believe in something as strong as the gospel, um, and we know that mm-hmm. change, we need to actually be uh, aware of these things and, and try to spark some change and actually do the change uh, in our communities and, and all over. So, I totally agree with that, and and I feel like you know people definitely should be uh, aware and you know be honest to the situation that it is that's at hand. I was just saying that to Alex. Um, this exact same thing, pretty much. And I like the... Um, I wanted to ask you, Dre, about the video for um, Wake Up Music, because I'm looking at it, and I'm looking how um, it goes from, you know... I, I, I like the concept, and I like how it goes from, you know, the young boy being Alex, and then the black boy being Dre, and then it kind of shows you know, the difference in, in life and what, what's that like, how, you know, rea- how just because you're this complexion, you get a reaction, and this re- uh, complexion, you get a different reaction. Um, to even put it so strong in a video, um, how, how important was that so that people can really convey and really open up their mind, you know, to a whole, you know, uh, no, 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 that's right, yeah. How 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 important was that for you guys to just go ahead and go forward with this concept in depth? I think that's I mean, I think that's very important because um again, it's just it's just awakening people to that idea. I mean, I I believe that, you know, we're all we're all one, especially we come into the body where we're all one, right? But we can clearly see that Alex is a different race than I am. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, for one, the, the majority of people that, that purchase our music or supporters of our music don't look like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we go to these concerts and they and, and, um, they they look more like Alex than they do me. So, as far as experiences, <laughs> uh, as far as experiences go, um, Usually, and I, and I say usually because, you know, Alex and I come from a similar background, even though we are of a different race, we have a lot of similarities. Um, so I don't want to, you know, discredit that and just say that all white people, you know, grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth because that's not true. But for the most part, um, the, the people that come to our shows, they have, everybody has issues, but... As far as an experience as a whole, our experience is just different. Um, and so I think it was very important for us to show that, you know, show that difference, but then also within that, you know, show that similarity too, that, I mean, we, as, as humans, we're going to have a certain reaction, but then also as individuals who are of a different race, uh, we're going to react to certain things differently as well. And, and our experience and shape that as well, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, just to speak specifically, I mean, I've, I mean, there's been countless times where 
um, I've been, you know, in the presence of, of law enforcement, uh, <laughs> and I didn't do anything, but I was, you know, being treated as if I did do something. Um, and there's a lot of our fans that don't understand that they can they can't even um, they can't even you know grasp that that idea um, you know at, at all. So it's just important for us to just show that that contrast man, and just that difference um, and try to again shed light on it and just start a start a conversation. And again, I'm not saying that that just because you're white you you've had um, everything go your way in this life. But I am saying that uh, you know, for the, the for the majority, our experiences experiences are just completely different. And my hopes, my hope is that you would understand that. Um, we get a, we've been getting a lot of um, I shouldn't say a lot, but we the, the flack that we have been getting, um, I think it, it stems from the fact that those people don't understand. Like they don't. It's not that they don't see it, but they just mm-hmm. don't. They don't get it. They don't understand because they weren't. They didn't experience it. So we're just saying we just want you to understand that there is a problem, um, and this does happen. It is real. We're not imagining it, um, but just you know, uh, understand my experience a little bit more, or try to understand my experience a little bit more because you know I am black. You know, Alex is white. Uh, or you, you know, whoever may be white, I may be black, but we can still enjoy each other um, while simultaneously understanding each other's experiences and respecting that. You know, my culture is, is different than yours. Let's not just throw the culture out uh, because not all parts of that is bad. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, as far as black black culture is concerned, but under, understand the culture and also the experiences. Just just respect it. You know what I mean? Um, that's mainly what we were saying. I, th- I thought that was very important that we showed that. Absolutely. Now, um, according to this um, project, it was, um, I'll give up the uh, two of your favorite records. Um, Say that again. Um, what were our favorite records? Um, I think for me, man, um, Overexposed is, is, is easily uh, my favorite song on the album. Um, it just comes in, like, the energy, um, the just just how kind of in-your-face it is as an intro. Uh, I was really happy about the way that song turned out. I really like uh, the next song on the album called All Around the World that we did with our friend uh, from New Jersey, a uh, rapper named Tragic Hero. Uh, I thought that one turned out great. I like wake up music, um, and I'm uh, the the outro uh, of the album is called Taking Time, and, and I really really love how that one came out. Uh, the A and R at the label Wit has brought in some live musicians, so there's a lot of live music on that last song and throughout the album, but it's really really connected and, and kind of like completed the album in a way that um, I was kind of blown away when I heard. The, the final pro- product of, of what him and the musicians had taken what we had done and just, you know, stepped it up a notch. Uh, it was really, really, uh, really great and encouraging to see that kind of thing. How about you, you both of us answer that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, my favorite, I definitely love Overexposed. Um, Again, like I said earlier, that was kind of the start of 
um, the the last phase of the album or the last um, the last sound of, of the album because they went through you know phases of different sounds. So that was the beginning of it um, of it sounding the way that it does. So I definitely definitely love that track. I think Sean brought um, brought some great vocal work to it. That kind of you know brought it home because that wasn't on there originally. Um, and you know, after that, I, I love 610. We broke up 610, not 285, just to kind of, um, you know, separately tell our stories. Um, you know, as far as where we where we come from, and 610 is a, you know, freeway in in um, interstate in, in uh, Houston that you know I was I was constantly on that on that freeway driving, and I have a lot of experiences and a lot of memories. So that, that song to me is just kind of me reflecting and, and kind of being back in my, you know, speaking again, my brother, I spent a lot of time with my my middle brother just riding around and, and listening to music and, and just daydreaming. So that was kind of me taking it back to that. So it has a special place in my heart. Um, and then, you know, I definitely love Taking Time, uh, which Alex said just the, the last track on the album, the instrumentation. It's dope, and um, you know I, I speak about um, my uh, my age in in that particular record, and I actually wrote that at least the beginning of that on my birthday, like just sitting at the table with some friends, um, you know, just sitting back thinking about my age and how far I come and, and what what success to me was about, or, or you know what people perceived to be success uh, at, at my particular age, like what I should have. So um, so that's definitely one of my favorites. And just, to, again, that the instrumentation on it just brings, brings a lot out. And, um, yeah, it's just an introspective, introspective record that I, that I did, man. Absolutely. Well, we're definitely looking forward to hearing the full project um, and just being able to vibe out to some good – Good music, and hopefully, um, are you you guys plan on going back on tour to uh, promote the music? Yeah, for sure. Um, we are uh, we've been talking as as recently as, as literally yesterday about when to uh, uh, put the tour on, and so it, it looks like it's definitely going to happen in the July, uh, August, September window uh, of this year. So the album will be out we'll do some shows but then what we're going to try to do an official album tour uh later on in the year nice well i'm definitely looking forward to that you guys gotta you know keep me in tune um you know when you guys go on tour especially when you guys hit new york because that's where i'm at so definitely gotta let me know when yeah. that show is yeah man for sure well, guys, thanks so much uh, for this interview. We definitely um, appreciate it. Tell everybody where they can, um, you know, follow you as far as, like, all your social media is concerned or where they can um, get the album when it um, becomes available. Um, my my social media is AlexFaithATL, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good, good stuff. And the album comes out on April 28th. Uh, you can get on the iTunes, and and uh, and I think right now, which is terrible, but I, I think it will be in some stores. Uh, we've we actually have some uh, distribution uh, physically for this album this time around. Yeah, so so my my social media is uh, Dre Murray twenty two everything. So it's IG, Twitter, Facebook, um, 
Yeah, so just to follow with Alex, I mean, the pre-order's up now. Um, that's a shocker to me as far as the stores. Because I'm just finding out about it. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely, that's, definitely that's a good hyped thing. about that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely hyped about that, about that being, you know, getting some physical in the stores. So, uh, but yeah, definitely got that on, online, iTunes. Uh, and I'm sure it'll eventually be available on all other platforms for those that don't have so. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you guys so much again for this interview, and uh, we definitely um looking forward to the album. And uh, congratulations on all the uh, success with um the project so far. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot, bro. I appreciate that. Yep. No doubt. Um, y'all have a good rest of the day. All right, you too, bro. So bitch, get by. Yeah. All the snow and every summer day. I do man every night. Yeah. She don't go like really want me, babe. Ain't no man tryna hurt. Thinking all you do is dance and shit. You gotta stay on my heart. Ring on last night, oh nigga, that's that nerve. 
Why give a bitch your heart when she rather have a purse? Why give a bitch an inch when she rather have nine? You know how the game goes, she be mine by halftime. I'm the shit, ooh, nigga, that's that nerve. You all about her and she all about hers. Burbank, Junior, and this bitch, no flamingos. And I done did every day, but trust these hoes. She be fucked with When a rich nigga want you.
morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning back into the Dignity on my Swings Radio. With you, one and only Rockstone and Mike David Serena. Right now, we have recording artist Charles Perry on with us. So talented, and I mean, we're so glad that because you know, God's with your fandom, your fandom. Who isn't? What's going on, Charles? Man, I tell you, after an introduction like that, I, I better bring it, man. Thank <laughs> you, man. Thank you, man. Blessings, blessings, brother. I'm excited, man. I'm just totally excited to be here. Seriously, man. It's awesome. Absolutely. We're glad to have you because, I mean, you're, you are just absolutely dope and talented. I mean, there's so many words that we can probably use to describe, but we're, it's just an honor, you know, really having you on the show with us. Oh, man. Well, I, listen, brother, I'm equally excited and I'm seriously honored, man, to be here. Real talk. So bless him, man. Absolutely. So tell everybody, you know, how you got started with um, music and where you found, you know, this incredible talent within you to, you know, try to pursue music. Well, I, I have to say it, it all started at, at in church at a small church in Bed-Stuy called King Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church um, where my pastor was the late Dr. Urban Wilson, where I got my start. And life for me changed, you know. Um, it went from singing on the pews. They used to uh, put me, I, I was so small, I had to stand up on the pews. And they would just put me on the pews so the people could see me. And um, I would sing. And um, I remember people coming up to me saying, that's a gift, man. That's a gift from God. I, I was just scared of the people, man. I was petrified. And um, my aunt told me. You're going to do this. And it happened, man. It's, it's an amazing thing. But it, it it all started right in the roots, the deep roots of the Baptist church. That's where it all began for me. Wow, that's incredible. And now, um, being from Brooklyn, so like that, I'm the Baptist church, so like that, how, how are those roots, like, very, like, important to you? Have that, like, element within your music? Well, the roots of the Baptist church, and, and I, I like to say I'm Baptocostal because uh, just in case there's some of my the hardcore Charles Perry fans on this phone and, and on this, who's listening and going to be watching and, and, and reading this, um, it, I must say Institutional Church of God in Christ. I like, we have a joke, we say we're Baptocostal because uh, Institutional um, there's a mentor by the name of Betty Cooper who um, heard my, my singing and we merged with Institutional as well. She was a mentor to me and um, I um, had the chance to work with the award-winning Institutional Children's Choir. I was the lead singer for many years. I have to say the Baptist Church, the reason why I specifically say the Baptist Church, mm-hmm. it had a lot to do with my sound because of the dark bluesiness of my yes. sound and even the, the gut of soul, that, that wrath. Or I would say where I get my grit from, you know, as my daddy would say. Because my daddy, oh, my God, my father was, ooh, he could sing. He had a tune-up on him. You know, we, we grew up quartet. So the grit of my voice, the more bluesiness I got from the Baptist roots and the Pentecostal church, believe it or not. Because growing up, listening to those seasoned singers, it was like, oh, my God, I, I got to be like them. I mean, they had it. I, I had some of the greatest singers in the world right in my church. Seriously, man. They, they're undiscovered. You may not know their names, but they're some of the greatest singers in the world. 
Seriously. Wow. Yeah, and I and I tell people the greatest singers in the world do come from church because they have that soul. Yes, sir. Mm, they have mm. that soulful like tone, and I, and I'm a sucker for tones. And when you started speaking all of that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to like fall out my feet. <laughs> Bro, I hear you, man. It's it's just the truth, man. That's that's where it all began for me. The church, to me, the church is the mecca. It's the foundation of everything I do. Of everything. It's the genesis. And I never, never like to leave that out because it's everything. Amen. And I know there's a lot of people that are listening that appreciate that because, you know, God makes all God makes so all possible. Like even even possibly connected right now, he's making this even possible. So oh Yeah, oh brother, don't you now don't you start. We gonna have church on this interview, don't you start nothing. <laughs> You trying to start something up now. Did you there's a shift that has came in here. You talking my kind of talk now. There's a shift that has come on this interview. I tell you, he makes it all possible. All possible. Yes, sir. And he's even made it possible with, you know, the great success of the single um Strangers Love, yes. which I absolutely love. And I see it's been getting great response. How you been feeling about the response from such a powerful record like this? You know, I'm going to be honest. It's a dream come true. I feel numb. I feel like I'm in a deep sleep and I'm having the greatest dream I've ever had in my life. Um, Stranger to Love is my real life. And to see that people are being touched by it, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I Like, honestly, when I first heard that song, I was like, this really is incredible. Speaking true from wow. within... Because, like, I'm about records that are truthful. And that seemed like that was a very truthful record. So i got to know, like, where did the inspiration come from for that record? The the inspiration um, came from loneliness, heartbreak, and being let down. Over and over and over and over again. And, um... You know, I tell people I've been loved wrong for so long that I don't know what it feels like to be loved right. So when we did this song, you know, I remember being embarrassed at the time I was going through the worst heartbreak of, of, of my life. Mm. And I, I remember feeling embarrassed and feeling like I didn't want to expose that. This song has become the platform for people to be ushered into some form of peace or serenity. So um, I'm grateful that through my pain, people are finding some sort of joy or some sort of answers, you know, because um, when I never forget when we first did it, I cried straight through the song. There's real tears happening as I'm actually recording the, the, the record. I remember breaking down in between takes and um, to see what it has done. It just brings tears to my eyes, man, seeing the response of the people all, all across this country. And to all of the fans, I love you all, seriously, and support. It's my soul troopers. I could not do it without the soul troopers, seriously. They're amazing. Absolutely. And your soul troopers, like, they're like, how often are you, like, interacting with your fans? My fans on my family. They're not fans. We, we do a conference call four times a month. 
Wow. They have my personal cell phone number. They have my assistant's number. They have they have each other's numbers. It's a family, and, and I feel anytime people can support you, I have to give them the gift of thank you back. People don't have to do anything for you. So I'm forever grateful to them. And the Soul Troopers is a movement. It is a movement of believers who desire to see change in this world. Our motto is, it's not just music. It's a movement. And I love that. Thank you. Thank you. So that's, that's what it is. It's not just music. It's a movement. I really love that. And I'm going to tell you why, because um, I, can, I can relate to that. Because, you know, me, me Thank and you. my own, like with the show and then my outside brand and stuff like that, I tell people it, it, can, it, can, be, it can be the music too, but it's so much more than just music. It becomes yes. a lifestyle. Becomes yes. like, it becomes your everyday. It becomes mm-hmm. a, a force. Because when you, when you start something, it's just not like, oh, it's, it's, this is bad. I mean, it, it could be if this is bad, but it'd be like, why would it be this is bad when it can be so much huger? You can, you know, make noise and camaraderie, like. Mm-hmm. True. True. I feel like I was about to start preaching. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I hold it. I need to get on the B3. I need to get on the B Hammond. And, and get right behind you. But you talking, listen, you talking truth, man. I mean, when people, um, I say invest, because when people believe in you, they invest in you. And I think it, you know, we, we as artists, sometimes I think we get it twisted. We think it's about us. No, it's it's about the people. Right. You know, they, they keep us here and, and, and we owe them appreciation. We owe the people celebration. You know, we should we should give them that love back. I think it's I think it's it's, it's necessary. It definitely is. And I, it, it's really cool, like that you're just like cool with like giving out your number and your system because you know, fake mm-hmm. instance where fans are crazy it's like that. And just I really like the fact that just fans are really connected with each other. I did get a glimpse of that on Twitter as I was looking like last night. I was like, whoa, like. This really mm-hmm. is like a a unit. Like I see, you know, I see, of course you're gonna see the other fan bases, but you know they they come together. Your, your new edition fans, your Beyonce fans, your, your Britney Spears, mm-hmm. your Justin Timberlake. But I saw something special, like a, a real fire and spark with your with your fans. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is it was all positive because. Those other thing bases, you gotta worry about the negativity and all this thing. All positive. I like that. Shout out to Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Soul troopers are everything. They definitely are. And I gotta say, I like the um the remixes, like the DJ remixes to the um the single too. Like I was really in the vibe with I was on the um I was on the train earlier this morning. I was dancing to it. I was like it was like, what are, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> they were like, long night. Oh, man. Long night, I was like, no. We just had fun. <laughs> That's amazing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you and the world are enjoying these remixes, man, because they're amazing. And done by some amazing DJs. Seriously. 
it was it, it was it important for you to make sure that you had remixes to you know try to you know grab different um styles of I mean different audiences of music. Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's it's definitely important, and um, I, I was uh, I must send a, a major shout outs to Rack and to Tiesto, who both of them equally. I mean, those are two um, I would say gods of the DJ world. And two amazing artists in their own right. Uh, I mean, I'm just honored to have them be a part of it, man. And, and I, I think it's, it's touching the hearts of even the DJs, man. I get hit up every day. Yo, dude, can I, can I do a version? I'm like, go ahead, you know. Have fun. Knock yourself out, you know. The more the merrier. Um, but those right. were two of my favorite guys. And, and the fact that they um, bless Stranger to Love with their versions and their, I, I would say their experience with, with Stranger to Love because everybody I believe has had an experience with love and I think um, from Tiesto you get his version and you get Rack's version and they're both amazing I, I mean I was working out to it myself yesterday running running around um, Gersh, Gershwin and um, it's, it's just amazing man every time I hear it I feel like just running man definitely so now are you working on in EP right now, an album, what do you, um, what's the current project well, you're working on? Well, I am working on the album, and let me tell you something. There are not enough words humanly possible that can describe the magnitude of this album. This album, oh my God, these producers, these writers, oh my God, it's phenomenal, and Look out for it. Look out for it. That's all I can say. This is just, I would say, this is going to be a fossil print in music history. This will definitely make um, an impact on generations to come. And um, this music um, comes from the heart. And I can't wait for the world to hear this ear candy. Cannot wait. I'm excited. I'm really excited to hear because I mean you really do embody soul in your music. You like you give it your all. Thank you. Lyrics are strong. Thank you. So I'm, Thank you. I'm looking forward to. It. When do you think um, the project will be out? Well, right now we're just trying to perfect it, and you know when it comes to perfection, you know perfection, we can put no time limit. But very soon, I'm just gonna right. say soon. But I'm gonna tell you something. You you have a you know when you was a little boy. You, you you would get your dinner and you would say, Mommy, well, come on, I, I'm ready for my ice cream. And she would say, listen, if you eat your food, it'll be worth the wait. I'm going to tell you, this will be worth every second you waited. And then some. This, this is all worth it. And we have to get it right for you amazing people that love Charles Perry and the Soul Troopers movement. We have to get it right. Those of you that love the Soul Superhero, we want this to be the album. And um, we're taking our time. Um, Freddie Wexler and um, all of these wonderful producers, Ron Feimster, Nephew, and Jason Evergan. I mean, you name it. These boys have went in. I mean, they've went in. And I promise you, I promise you, it will be worth the wait. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, I, and, it, and it will be worth the wait. And I and I say that because you you make great music, and um, thank you. Well, even if you were to put something out, let's say in two months, we know it would be dope. 
But you know what the fact is you're taking this time to really construct a project that you feel mm-hmm. is solid and and it's like boom, this this really is it and it and it be like undeniably that be it. Like can't nobody say, Oh, Charles Alvin was a hot Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Man. So I've got, I've got to even commend you on that because a lot of people put projects out and they think that it, you know, they can do it in two months, three months. Okay, I get your deadlines are very short and tight and niche, but really be able to put all in it, like be able to put tears into that record like you said you did when you recorded um, Stranger to Love. Definitely, definitely. We went back to the days of uh, Motown on this project where it's not about the, uh, the quantity, it's about the quality. So for us, we wanted to give the manifestation of this, of this destiny child we've been birthing here. This here is going to be a vehicle to take us to the promised land, I promise you. This music is giving the people hope, joy, love, everything. It's everything, it's everything. And I'm excited. I've never been more excited about anything in my life. I know that's right, and keep, and keep that excitement up because I mean you have great music, you got a great brand, great you know family, fans like that. So it's just like you you gotta keep going. Like you God God got you. And yeah, I mean you already know Thank that. I receive that. I, I'm, I receive I'm, that. I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell you from my soul, like he he got you, and you're gonna have wow. a great run. Wow. Thank you. I received that. I received that. I received that. Yes, yes. No problem with Charles. Thanks so much for this interview again. It was definitely great chatting with you. We'll have to do this again when the album comes Listen, out. Listen, we have to do this again, and then we got to get you on the road. When we go on tour, we got to have you there on the road with us, man. You family, you're part of the Soul Troopers, and on behalf of myself, and the soul troopers across this globe, man. Thank you so much for this interview. I'm humbled, man, and it's it's all love, brother. Thank you so much, seriously. No doubt, and I'll definitely be there. Let me know when you have a show when um anywhere in the tri-state area, and I'll definitely yeah, man, be there. definitely hit me up on the gram, hit me up on Facebook, fam. Stay in touch, please, please stay in touch with me, man. Seriously, it's all love. Yeah, tell everybody who um, may not be following you, tell them where they can follow you. Well, everybody, this is Charles Perry, the Soul Superhero, a.k.a. the Black Liberace, a.k.a. the Rock Dawn, a.k.a. the Soul Jedi. You can reach me on D. Charles Perry on Twitter, D. Charles Perry on Instagram, and then you can follow me on Facebook. You can press like on Charles Perry Music. Join the movement. Remember... Not just music, it's a movement. And we would love to have you a part of this movement. Love you. Wasted heart. You took the last bit of love I.
told your ass not to go to that damn party. You don't listen. Now you singing this damn sorry song. We could have stayed home and watched Martin. Brought man from the fifth floor with the milk of carton. Coming through your window, we pillow talking until the morning. Hit the studio, making love, get it, let you record it. Put it on your album. That should have be so retarded. Then your pretty body. I just went up on the road and blow it up. Put it on my wall so we can both enjoy it. Taking it down if my friends come over so they don't focus on it. Cause I'm selfish with my baby. Never felt this from a lady. Got me going crazy. All them clubs janky. And you need to get back home to me. Giving your body a massage with the cozy feet. New perfume, airloads and sweets. Forget them ghetto ass clubs with them phony
What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into the biz with D. All my fierce swings radio with you, one and only rock star on the mic, David Wade. And right now, we have RCA recording artist Jordan Branton on the phone. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm okay. Good, good. Well, thanks so much uh, for taking out time of your busy schedule, you know, chat with us. Because, I mean, you, you on the road with Jasmine doing the damn thing. And we, we're just so glad that, you know, have you come on our show talk about um, music. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a blessing so far. It's been a great journey. A lot of hard work. Absolutely. So tell everybody who is not familiar with you, tell them how you got your um journey like you know how you your journey got started with um the music industry um doing broadway at nine years old because i think that's just incredible like the lion king i definitely think i saw you on broadway doing the lion king <laughs> right um yeah you know it, it's been great you know uh i uh i received a lot of signs early on you know that uh i should be doing something involving music or you know things that i love to do you know um i graduated high school and, um, you know, I basically got on this entertainment deal with uh, these guys on in J-Mac. And, you know, we've been working together ever since. And, you know, uh, that's where we came up with the Bay Area. And we uh, started uh, getting recognition from ICA. And uh, they were the ones that, you know, showed a lot of love to us. And, you know, they wanted to sign us. And we got it started. And it was all uh, history from that. Absolutely. And let's talk about that situation exactly, you know, getting signed. And actually, you were doing a show, um, and ASAP Ferg's agent was there. Um, you guys work, you work with him. And um, he actually brought in people from RCA at, to the show. What, what was that whole experience like when you found out that news and they wanted to sign you and, you know, everything, you know, came together? Um, you know, I, I thought it was very dope, you know. Uh, they had actually told me after the show because they didn't want me to be nervous. It was weird, you know. Um, they told me after the show, and you know, I, I, I uh, went up to them and met everybody, and everybody was just so loving and so welcoming. Like I just felt at home already. Like even though it wasn't time, so you know, it happened pretty organically. That's what's up. And now you got to tell me about your brain because I love the fact that everything is. Um, it's dark and very tribal and stuff like that. What made you want to go for, you know, that for your brand and really, you know, keep it going, you know, especially like with the sound of your music? Because, I mean, it definitely flows it perfectly with the sound of, you know, R&B. Um, you know, I, I've always been like a feeling type of guy when it comes to music, like whatever, like, feel right in me. Like I always get like a feeling in my, in my spirit, my body, that you know, it feels right and, you know, I, I feel like it just happened to be that, you know, the sound that, you know, you're describing uh, earlier. But, you know, I, I really love, you know, something that just makes me want to get up and do something. I mean, like, it just sparks action, you know. And I, I always love using sounds like that because it inspires me, you know, and I want it to, to inspire the listener as well, the same. Exactly. So now, um... The gray area has been out for about, you know, almost two years now. How would you say the response has been to um, that project? Because, I mean, I still listen to it today, and I'm just like, Black Fever, I'm like, that's the record uh, right there. Well, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like, like, truthfully, I feel like 
you know, everybody that's heard it, you know, had, uh, you know, relatively, you know, positive things to say about it. I just feel like, you know, not a lot of people heard it, you know what I mean? Like, because when we came out with it, I felt as though, you know, we were going to, uh, I guess, I didn't think it was going to be as much as it was. And then, like, and, and so now it's like, wow, it's great and people like it, but it's like, a lot of people haven't heard it, you know what I mean? There's still a lot of people out there that don't know what the gray area is, so it's like, I just want to, you know, get it to them. Or like, for the future, I want, you know, my music to reach more people, you know what I mean? Like, just get everybody involved and, you know, make them a part of it. Exactly. And now, um, you got a new single out right now. It's called Danger, and it features a fabulous Great record. Uh, tell everybody about the concept of that record, you know, how you got inspired to, you know, put out the single. Um, well, I wasn't really confident in it when I made it. Um, I, I didn't know that, you know, I, I didn't know it was going to be something that people liked. I just uh, was creating in the studio and I came up with the verse and the chorus and uh, my dad Kay told me to finish it, so... I finished it, and, you know, they uh, they put their little touches on it, and then they put it out. And so that was without Fabulous at first. And then, you know, Fab came to the studio a couple months later, and uh, we kind of clicked from Jump because uh, I was playing him some of my music, and he was giving me, you know, critiques on it, and he, he was playing me some of his music. And, you know, I just told him how much I respect him and how much my friends grew up on his music. And, you know, it's, it's just been love and respect, you know, from Jump between the two of us, so... You know, when he got on the track, I just thought it was, like, so dope and organic and natural that, you know, he just saw, you know, saw the, he saw the opportunity to, you know, get on the song and, you know, he knew it was going to be a good thing for me. So I'm just glad he did that. And yeah, definitely shout out to the fab because, yeah, I mean, he definitely was big. I mean, he still is big on, like, I mean, me and you were the same age, but at that time oh, yeah. when it came out, like, everybody loved Fabulous Music, and, you know, it was, it was like, huger than what it is today, unfortunately, but, I mean, Fab is still that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's still, he's still, like, like, one of the coolest, most smoothest dudes in the game, and, honestly, he taught me a lot. He taught me how to see things through to the end, you know what I mean? Because, I would watch him in the studio sometimes and, you know, he would, he would touch on a verse and then, like, you think it'll be done and then he'll come back and redo it, you know what I mean? So it's like, his work, his work ethic is still, you know, there, like, he's a new artist, so it's, like, so inspiring for me as a new artist to, you know, implement that in my work ethic, you know, just keep going and, you know, not be so quick to give up on verses even though everything seems done. Like, always see room to make it better. You know, and that's something that he taught me. Absolutely. So, you got to tell me before we ask you about your um, touring experience with Jasmine Sullivan right now, which is absolutely incredible um, that you've been blessed with such an opportunity. But tell us, you know, about your uh, where you get inspired to write your records and, you know, um, how you collaborated with, you know, playing the piano and um, being truthful to, um, you know, your fans and being truthful to who you are. I, I try not, well, most times I try not to think so much about songwriting or producing or creating music. I try to just think about my life and think about what situation I'm in at the, at the time, you know, because 
most of my ideas come when I'm just like naturally going about my day and walking around and you know doing all my things and I'll think of something and you know I'll bring it to the studio and you know put it down. So I I always look for the natural vibe. You know what I mean? Like I I'm, I'm not trying to force anything anymore. And I feel like that's where you know some people might feel lost or might find the most difficulty, like just overthinking a little bit too much and. That's not something that I want to do, and hopefully, hopefully I can let them do that in the near future. So, you know, I'm trying to make myself better every day. So I'm striving for hard and make it the best possible so when people hear it, you know, they get that experience that I got when I, when I heard, you know, a great album like uh, College Dropout or, or Clementine. You know what I mean? Like, I want people to get right. experience. You know, you can't really compare to that because those are, those are really classic albums, but that's what I strive for. You know, that's that's the experience I want people to get. That's the feeling I want them to get when they hear, you know, uh, music from me. Yeah, that's so true. And it's good that you, you know, you take your time to really craft out your project and give it your all because a lot of people, you know, they just put out their stuff and it's not even well crafted. I mean, it might be well crafted, but they're just like, shoot, 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 let's get out, get out, and get out because we got a deadline. But I know, yeah. like, last night, for instance, you were, like, in that studio all night. I heard just going so hard. So, I mean, that's even that's even dope that, you know, you're that type of driven artist to go and do what it takes. Yeah, you know, um, it's just that, you know, sometimes I get thoughts where it's like, oh, yo, you're tired. And, you know, you uh, you got you to gotta go to sleep. You got to get rest. But, you know, when it's time to really you know, work and put the put the work in and actually finish the project, I, I got to put the thoughts aside, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really have to go through my mind's eye and I really have to find what it is the mistakes are and fix everything and try to make it as, as, as perfect as possible. And, you know, it's definitely difficult when you're traveling a lot and, you know, you come on, you come off and you're really tired, you want to see your family, you know, stuff like that, but I just, I just hope that um, people can appreciate the methods that I use to, to get to where we are and now it's fun. Absolutely. So now um you're currently on tour with Jasmine Sullivan and you also have a show that you're doing at Santos in um New York on the twenty ninth, which everybody definitely has to be there because we'll be in the building. Um what what's this tour experience been like for you? Because I know you've been like going hard like, you know, we both just mentioned, but like, what's it like, you know, performing for a different crowd every night, but still, you know, that good R&B crowd? Um, you know, what? one thing that's great about it is that everybody is a fan of real music. Because you're a Jasmine Sullivan fan, you're, you're a fan of real music, but she's a real artist, and she's real inspiring, and, and I see so many people come out to her concerts, you know, and this is her tour, you know, coming off of taking a break from the industry, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's so great to see that the fans are loyal and it's inspiring and motivation for me as a new artist to say, like, if I'm going on tour and there's someone that, you know, I don't really know, I would be more open to putting them on the tour because it's like, that I got that chance now. So it's like, I can be right. take the opportunity for someone else, you know what I mean? So... I definitely love that she showed me, like, letting her, letting me on tour. Not even knowing who I am, not even hearing any of my music. I just, you know, went on the end of my thing, and, you know, we, we clicked, you know. So I definitely have received a lot of blessings throughout the story. 
I'm really grateful. Like I'm really grateful from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely. And what and and if you could like kind of sum up like in two words like how the feeling has been being able to perform with her like what would you say those two words would definitely be? Um. Well, the two words I said before, um, inspirational and motivational. Uh, I feel like it is definitely inspiring to see that, you know, when you leave and you take a break, but you come back strong and people receive you and they welcome you with open arms, that's inspirational in its own. And, and at the same time, it's motivation. And it's, it's also telling me, like, yo, you, you're not where you want to be, so you have to strive, you have to keep keep going, even though it's great and, and it's definitely uh, a feat and an achievement, but, you know, it's still not the finish line. You have to keep going and, you know, still reach more people to uh, believe in you and believe in your cause and what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, Jordan, we're definitely looking forward um, to seeing you um, in Philadelphia at Jasmine's show performing Open and Bar, which everybody definitely... Oh, yeah, we'll definitely be there. Okay, go, go. That's, that's all. Right, we'll cool. be there then, and then uh, we'll, yeah, definitely. We'll be there then, and then we'll, of course, New York show as well, Santos, April 29th. Everybody, you gotta go get your tickets yeah. now because you do not want to miss Jordan perform live. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's 16 plus two, so come through. Exactly, and I gotta listen. I gotta tell you, I was at. L. Varner and Bridget Kelly's uh, show for Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. I was actually sitting right in the front when you guys did um with you. Yeah. You have so much energy. I'm like, what? And you're like about like my size, maybe a little bit bigger. But I'm like, I'm like, yo, that is crazy. Like, you are an impeccable live performer, especially at a young age. And not a lot of people our age have that type of energy performing. But that's dope that you've got that early on. Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, Bridget's a great friend. And L is too. You know, I was blessed that she, you know, hit me up and, you know, asked us to, you know, come through and get a stage with her. I thought that was dope. I was blessed. I didn't even know you was over there, though. That's crazy. Yep, I was sitting right in the front. I had had my camera up and everything. Definitely. Well, Jordan, thanks so much um, for this interview. We'll definitely do a sit down, neither Philly or New York. We we'll, don't know which one yet, but we'll work it all out. But um, before we have you do a drop, tell everybody um, where they can find you as far as like social media is concerned and uh, when the, the upcoming project's coming out. Um. Well, we got something coming up very, very soon. So, look out for that. Um, I don't know if I can say anything about it yet, but we got something coming out very, very soon, I promise you. Um, I'm working on that now. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, no, no, I have no. a show. Oh, go ahead. At Santos. So, if you're in New York at that time, be there. You know, come through, show love. Absolutely. And um, definitely, guys, make sure you check out Jordan like that. Check him out on all his social media and everything. And check out his new single, Danger Feature and Fabulous. Definitely a hot joint. We want to make sure that we tell people about the joint, you know, that they need to download. I swear. I actually started doing that. I told people 
just randomly as I see they got the iPhones. I'm like, are you listening to Jordan right now? Some people are like, right. what? <laughs> like, he's on tour with Jasmine Sullivan. I know you're going to that concert because I've seen you sticking in your hand. <laughs> right, right. 